Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to dive deep into that mailbag, netspot at gmail.com. We're going to pull out some beautiful hot takes that we're going to discuss, including a pretty spicy one about, are the Nets very serious? Are they actually serious mm. about this season? About the is chip? this a long game? Is this a chip season, Mike? Is it a Doritos or is it a, a, a string bean? Is it a long? Or is it the bottom of a salt and vinegar Lay's bag? Just crumbles. <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up on the show. Back to the glue guys. This is Mike Arcelo Brian. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys NetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys. A subsidiary of the New York Times, Brian! The Nets! The Nets are back. They're not quite back. They're they're far. <laughs> it feels it like I feel that way. But that was a lot of um, that was great energy as opposed to what we saw. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about what we saw last night, actually. Bury that. Bury that, Steve. Disgusting. Um, yeah, we are not really going to talk about Celtics, though, the Celtics-Nets game, though it will weave into our conversation. I don't think people are coming here, though, for Celtics-Nets breakdown, right? I don't know. I, that's not I pray the audience desire. I pray you're not, but if you are, <laughs> I apologize. God bless you. Um, mm-hmm. We have some great questions. Netspod at gmail.com. We appreciate everyone donating their thoughts, their mm. questions, their comments to us. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, yes, Adrian Wojnarowski did retweet our account. Uh, you know, big, I don't really big care. Big day for Mike. Big day. Hasn't, hasn't really affected my life in any way, shape, or form, except um, it was the best day of my life. Um, I called Brian. You've known me since we were freshmen in college, mm-hmm, right? True. We lived together sophomore year. We've gone you, through. You taught me how to play guitar here, Mike. That was our first. <laughs> that was how we connected at the first time. Is that? That's, I get credit for that. Yeah. Yep, um, that's and it's big. It's been a big part of my life ever since. Huge. Have you ever seen me as happy? Have Have you ever experienced a jubilee? Because think about the, all the times that we've had. I mean, we've had like singing Mariah Carey high high heights. Yeah, uh, sophomore year. So that's true. We were. I think Woj retweeting us is at the top of the, the top of the game. Um, I don't. I'm trying. I'm really directing my brain the funny here. Thing is I think you think. are. I'm re- you do probably have some things that you just don't want to say. <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't think I do. I'm really thinking. I, I mean, even if I have a tawdry story, it's not. It's, I don't think of you. You're a man of highs and lows, Mike. That's what I like about you. You know, you're. <laughs> <laughs> there's not. There's not. T- the 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 middle for you is. You know, you go there, but it, it's a but, dangerous area. But I don't know that I've seen you as high. You were high, you were high off that tweet. You got literally a high. Um, it's pretty exciting. The, it's fun to see the engagement numbers on a Woj tweet. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, that is fun. But, but anyway, so 
Uh, very exciting times here with the glue guys. Brian, I think let's just dive right into the mailbag. Have me reach my little paw just in there. First from up is Cheerboy. Well, <laughs> wait, wait, we got to play the whole cut now. It's such, oh, sorry oh, for all Jesus. you new listeners who came on because you saw our Woj tweet. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. All right, I'm ready. Next up, Cheerboy. That's Nicholas. Had to had to go extra big on the first one to make up. Anyways, uh, Nick says, "Glue guys!" Exclamation point. First time, long time. My question for you is: What does this team's rotation? What is the team's rotation? Come playoffs, we've got some key rotation pieces that have yet to even play or are questionable if they still exist. Looking at you, Joe. So there's a lot of ways to go, but if you had to guess, who are the nine or ten guys playing for the team in the playoffs? Yes, hmm. I'm ready. So Mike. I'm going to go right off the bat. Joe Harris is not going to play basketball this year. That's my hot take prediction. That is, that is a hot take. Like you coming in hot. It seems. Is anyone else uh, think it's kind of crazy that they're continually pushing back this deadline of when when he may get the second surge? It's obvious the guy is in pain. He can't perform at the level that he wants to. And he is trying to delay the second surgery, hoping that his ankle is going to feel better. Don't and you it think, hasn't happened. I feel like Joe Harris is a is a bellwether for. I mean, we can get into the next question. Actually, I'm just going to go right into it because it pairs nicely, and I want to give him credit because Glenn Y. And I'm not going to do the intro. It's just it's like really a quick. like a Zinfandel with a with a piece of fish. Glenn Y. says, <laughs> "Hey guys, Sorry. I'm starting to wonder if the Nets have quietly punted on this season. They are showing no sense of urgency and are leaving their fates up to chance in a fluky play in tournament with all this ramp up nonsense. That you can see if you're watching on YouTube and you know follow us on on." Twitter to get to the YouTube, all that stuff. And there's a ramp behind me because we're ramping up this and this shout out to Dolan J. Trump who um, tweeted, this is the new Nets logo. It's just a ramp um, with all this ramp up nonsense. What do you think? So Glenn, why thank you for that. And that pairs neatly with this because I think Joe Harris represents a bit of a bellwether on whether we're going to punt this season or not. I, it's a, I, it's weird that we're kind of talking about this net income had a long article that he posted uh, a couple days ago called The Hedge on Nets Daily. Very much recommend people read it. And it's a little bit about how much of this recent transacting is about just hedging our bets for the future, Mike. Yeah, so I so when you're saying Joe Harris is a bellwether, it's the fact that like if they are continually trying to get him to play basketball, yeah, because if they had declared he's getting surgery already, it would be a signal, a canary in a coal mine, yes. that – that the Nets are punting this season. I don't think I. I love Glenn White. I love the idea. I don't think the Nets are punting this season. It's not a formal punt. It's not a traditional punt. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, it's it's a fake punt. It's a punt it's on a, third down. <laughs> That's right. It's a Joe Judge punt on third down. Something that Joe Judge would have done with the Giants. It's I. I so. But is it a? Did they intentionally want to punt the season, or did James Harden force them to to punt the season? Basically, because Wait. the second James Harden started <laughs> rebel rousing. The second he started to be distant and be cold, um, it basically forced the Nets not to win the season. What? You're shaking your head, Brian. I Why am. Are you this goes head? back into James Harden wants to go win that chip, so he's not, not waiting around for Kyrie. I would just think the Kyrie is the first domino that falls. I don't know. We, we can't have this conversation every week. But, sure. But sure. <laughs> going right for the James Harden, I go right for the Kyrie. You know, that's, but that's, that's, that's why we're peanut butter and jelly, Mike. And together we make a delicious classic sandwich. A classic sandwich. Um. 
I don't think the Nets are punching on the season, though. I will say this. This Ben Simmons reconditioning ramp-up situation is very strange to me. I know that he has mental health issues, and his mental health issues shouldn't be um, – like, I'm not going to analyze that, right? And I can't – as Steve Nash says, I can't get inside his head. Yeah. Did you see that? Do you see Ian Eagle in the broadcast last night dropped the hint that like Ben Simmons had hurt his back? He's ramping up. He was like, you know, twenty five percent up this tiny little ramp, and he's like, ah, my back went out. That was this is I've been sitting all season, and his back went out, and now now we have a back injury with Ben Simmons or something. That's like very informal breaking news by Ian Eagle. Um, that was not. I didn't love that. I didn't love that. Vibe. But I wonder if that back injury is is just sort of like a thing of to say. Hey, we're like is it's a lie. I'm not deny. I'm not saying Ein Eagle is lying. I'm saying what is- s- someone within the Nets is saying that Ben Simmons has a back issue, and maybe his back hurts a little bit just because they do want this long ramp up. Here's what's weird: is that we can't have we don't have an answer of when Ben Simmons is going to play, and like the Nets are the team at the forefront of injury analytics and all that stuff. They have they should have a target date of when Ben Simmons is going to play basketball, right? Like he, he came in, he looked a certain shape. He's not injured. If he's truly not injured, um, they should know. Okay, in two weeks he's going to play basketball. I don't know why they just don't say Ben Simmons is probably going to be back in two or three weeks. What Steve Nash is saying is like, oh well, uh, Kevin Durant is maybe going to come back Saturday, but I don't really think so. And like Goran Dragic is like a little bit later than that. And then Ben, oh, I just don't know about Ben yet. We're, we, I'm really not trying to get into his headspace. And Joe, I can't even talk about Joe right now. And it's like, can you guys just it's, like, it's such you a calamity? The, <laughs> Why you know so- the goddamn date. Just tell us. And, and like, if you don't, that's a big issue. If you don't know when Ben Simmons is going to come back, that means there's other things going on, whether it's the back, whether it's mental health. If he doesn't play this year, this is a disaster. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to play. I'm just saying, like, they don't give a shit about how what the fan base thinks, right? No, no never they don't have. care. And then they're, but they're, and then they're like, why doesn't everyone show up to these games and pay hundreds of dollars for a beer and love this to team watch so much. Bruce Brown hustle? I <laughs> yeah. loved how Bruce Brown played last night. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't. And it was a, it was a sold out game because I mean, it was Boston. Boston, you know, was, there's a lot of Celtics they, they, fans. They travel well. They tend to travel. Yeah. Well. Um, but you're 100% right. Like, there's a part of this, this like, eh, we don't know when he's going to play, blah, 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 that is soul-crushing to the fans. Like, let's yeah. let's tell us. Like, you could say Ben Simmons is not going to play at least until this date. Like, he is not going to play against the Celtics, against the Bucks, and against Toronto in the both games against Toronto. After that, there's a good chance he's going to play. Tell us that. Give us that idea. Because right now, this mystery... Putting mystery and misinformation and a lack of information around the Ben Simmons situation, a guy who hasn't played basketball since flaming out in the playoffs, is a bad media strategy. It may be okay from like a basketball sense, from a we're withholding information from our competitor sense. Where are the Nets right now in the standings, Brian? Where are they in the standings? And look what it's done to poor Glenn Y. You know, Glenn Glenn Y. You know, a saint by as far as I can tell, he's lost at sea. He's thinking that we're punting on the entire season at this point. That's what that's what we're left to to think. You know, with with the amount of information we have, we're scrambling to pick up the information and some some significant portion, probably 
upwards of 90% of the fan base now think that we're punting. I don't, I'm, that was not true. I was, I <laughs> uh, but at least Glenn Y. Ryan Egan Gallup poll. At least Glenn Y. thinks we're punting on the season. Is that what you want, Sean? Is that what you want, Steve? I don't think so. I don't Do think you so. think the Nets are punting? You talked about it a little bit, but... I don't think well, they're how punching. Much of a punt? I, I agree with you know. I don't want to toe the company line too hard, but I do agree with net income that like a lot of what we've done here recently, um, transactionally, is about hedging for the future and not super win now sort of thinking. I mean, uh, and it references Kenny Smith um, talking about like. I mean, think about like the reality of you have twenty games, maybe, maybe, maybe twenty games, and you know the how many of our actual star players are going to play together during those games to, to put together a championship run. It's just not, it, it ain't it. And the, the odds, the odds have fallen pretty precipitously on Vegas betting odds. Like it's, I think everybody sort of is beginning to put together the reality of like, Oh, that's not, although do you remember we were, do you remember you were on a spaces the other day and there's some serious confidence in the fan base on, on, on another end. Some guy came in incredibly hot and was like, we're, yeah, we're taking, we're stacking chips and starts this season. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, and I was just like, like joking with him that they're going to win the next five and yeah. And all we, that stuff. You're kind yeah, of, I, yeah. yeah, I, so one, I'm not that – I am concerned. Who? How could you not be concerned about the ramp, the very short ramp that the Nets have into the postseason? It isn't un, It is not unprecedented, though, for a team to have success with a very short runway. <laughs> I'll, I, I've talked about this before. The, the 1999 Knicks were the eighth seed. They, they got healthy at the end of the year, and they went on to go to the NBA Finals. And, they yeah, they got basically blown out by the Spurs – but they got blown out by the Spurs because Patrick Ewing tore his Achilles and Larry Johnson got hurt. So that team crumbled because of injuries on the end. But they got to the finals with a you know a depleted Knicks team. It's not yeah, but they had some serious continuity. And anyway, the ramp, the ramp. No, that they we didn't. Had, no, well, they didn't. Had Patrick they, Ewing. Latrell, no, they no, they didn't because Patrick Ewing would was hurt for most of that year, and then Latrell Latrell Sprewell came in. So I'm just telling you, like, Mike, the ramp, the ramp that we have is like, you know, when you're a kid, you're 10 years old and you set up a ramp in your in your driveway and it's like mm-hmm. at a 90 degree angle and you just go up and like slam your Schwinn right here. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> no like in your mind that ramp is going to launch you yeah. like the evil Knievel into the sky. <laughs> yeah. And it, really and it just, just is a step. It is. <laughs> it just turns you just over. Place, place. Yeah. That's what I'm worried. Our okay, ramp but is right play now. this out. OK, yeah. even if the Nets are in the plan. But let's say they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons, which I think is still the most likely scenario, mm-hmm. is that Kyrie is playing at home, Ben Simmons will be playing by that time, and Kevin Durant will be fully healthy. Whoever they're playing the play in, I have no – I don't have to look at the standings. I have no worries that they're going to destroy them. So then who's the number one seed in the East at this point? Bulls? I don't even – I don't know. What is it? Bulls, I think. I don't know. Who is it? Yeah. Okay. I've, I, I, I scoff. I don't even <laughs> – I have – there's not even an ounce of me that is afraid of a Bulls series – like so, here's the standings. Just so everyone knows, the Bulls are number one right now in the in the Eastern Conference, a half a game above the Miami Heat. Heat are two, 76ers are three, but they're three games back from the Bulls. And then it's Bucks, Cavs, four, five. If the Nets don't, if they're not the seventh seed, because what would happen? The plan. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. The plan is the seven plays the eight, the nine plays the ten. The loser of seven eight plays the winner of 9-10 for the 8th seed, and the winner of 7-8 becomes the 7th seed. In my mind, 
the Nets are going to be a top eight team. Right now, they're two games above the Hornets, and the Nets have been horrible. They beat, hopefully, the Raptors. I understand that that game could be in Toronto. I actually think the Nets are going to ascend to a higher plane, and I think the Cavaliers are going to come down into that play-in. But there's like a few games. There's like two games of distance between those teams. Actually, there's like four and a half. There's a lot. I And I just, I am not, I'm not worried about that. Yes, Brian. Can I incorporate an email into this conversation that'll segue neatly next up that's cheer boy here we go we got good friends here we go it's kevin lip kevin lip um kevin lip says i'm calling nets 18 and 4 down the stretch to secure the four seed, assumes I health, it, mandate Kevin. ending, Ben 10 again. Once the playoffs start, we know that Nash will tighten the rotation. He's going to bring it up. Last season. <laughs> do we know that Nash will do I that? I don't know. I don't know that we know that. <laughs> David Duke Jr. is going to be starting playoff games for the Nets. Last season, at this time, he was already tightening up the rotation while integrating Blake. This year, we likely won't have a playoff eight until the end of the first round. Who do you think makes the cut? Well, there's a lot of optimism in that in that email, and I and I appreciate that because we just went a little negative. That's sort of we're cynical on the show. We've been we've been watching this team a while now, Mike, and it has it's um it, it's usually it has an effect. It has an effect. So, but here's a rosier picture that uh, Kevin Lip has drawn for you. Um, people want to know about this playoff rotation. It seems this is this is a big this is a big thing. Who's getting cut? Is the is the who's not getting minutes in the playoffs? Okay, I'm going to remove Joe Harris from the equation. We talked about it like it just doesn't seem good. There's too much. I mean, his agent came out the week before the trade deadline saying that Joe may get have to get a second surgery. Nothing has changed since then. He still doesn't seem to be actually practicing, right? I think he's like off to the side shooting a basketball on one leg basically at this point. I don't think Joe Harris is part of this rotation, so remove him. So let's assume Kyrie Irving is allowed to play everywhere except for Toronto. So Kyrie, Ben Simmons, those are two people. Goran Dragic, that's three. Kevin Durant is four. Seth Curry, Patty Mills is six. Um, And then you're getting down to like Drummond is seven and Aldridge is eight. So what you're not including there is Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards, Nick Claxton, Blake, James Johnson, and De'Ron Sharp. So really, the Nets are probably playing. They're they're playing a nine man rotation in the playoffs. If I added correctly, and I apologize if I if I didn't add up correctly, but the like the cutting the cutting line is like Kessler Edwards. I'm gonna doubt he's not gonna play that much, particularly because like Ben Simmons obviously is way different than Kessler Edwards, but Ben Simmons is gonna be a wingy guy on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, of those guys, Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards, James Johnson, Blake Griffin. Nick Claxton and Dayron Sharp. It's a lot of dudes. Mm. Who's the hardest cut of those in your mind? I'm just Who? I'm just thinking about Claxton right now and how how his star has fallen. Um, just thinking about those first few games of the season where James Harden, you know, generously tried to incorporate him as as closely as he possibly could into the offense. And watching his few minutes last night where he shared the court with, um, I think he was like doing shared minutes with Aldridge. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to play him at four because they need to see if he can play with the other center, like a center on the floor. They're they trying need to, to figure that out. They're trying to get him in somewhere, and it's just like he's just getting lost in 
Lots in every sauce you put him in. He's he's like uh, you know he's five spice right now. <laughs> no, he's the brown he's not, sauce. But James Harden is the booyah base. You know he's the. <laughs> <laughs> you see how skinny he looks? I saw. Do you, he just he, he spent. What spent, the hell? It, this is what happens he, if if you just don't drink water for an afternoon. That's what I look like. That's what you just <laughs> <laughs> just just don't drink water, and and you'll be fine. Um, um, can I do this? A quick break. Here's a tease coming back. I'm gonna tell you something about Nick Claxton that we need to discuss real quick. Great. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Well, remember when we started this year? Nick Claxton was starting for this team, and this team actually had Kyrie Irving, Kevin that's, Durant. That's James what Harden, I, I was Kyrie literally was just talking about. That that was what I was just saying a second ago. Remember when we were fretting what kind of contract he would get? Doesn't seem like much of an issue anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem like a problem. Reporting was out there. The Nets were trying to trade Claxton at the deadline. That Toronto was one of the teams, and actually, I would have been terrified if he went to Toronto. Toronto's the perfect team. For Claxton to go on because everyone's kind of like six seven, yeah. But they needed just a a much taller version. But he's as athletic as like all their other OG and Anobi level defenders. Scotty Barnes, he's mm-hmm. as athletic as those guys, but he's seven foot or almost seven foot. Um, <laughs> if we're looking at positives, negatives, positives are I don't think Nick Claxton's getting that ten million dollar year contract. Mm. 
it's very unlikely at this point. It seems like a Bruce Brown path of like signing a qualifying offer or something. Just kind of delaying and, your rookie contract an extra year by like tacking on a five million or something. Yeah, because if you're his agent, well, one, you're probably saying, "Hey, guys, trade trade Nick this off season. Like, we'll do a sign and trade or whatever. Just get him out of Brooklyn." But do you there's not going to so? be like a yeah. tremendous amount of offers. Well, just because like. I think Aldridge, like who knows if Aldridge will be back or Drummond will be back. I guess if the the chance of like Drummond moves on and Aldridge moves on just because like Aldridge retires or whatever, you know, like we don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, like Claxton's going to need to go to a place that stinks, that plays him 30 minutes a game. He's just never proven to be that guy. So positives is that maybe Nick Claxton's part of the long-term future and the Nets can get him. Like if I'm Sean Marks, I am thinking like, can we get like a three-year, $15 million deal or some, you know, some type of discount longer term with Nick Claxton? And because I think he's going to outperform that. I'm just saying positives and negatives. I'm trying Talking to think of like of season. where, you know, how how Nick Claxton can, can, can assume the form that he was destined to be like a Tyson Chandler sort of style uh, yeah. player. Like where does, where does Tyson Chandler, like was... He was like an outcast until he like kind of like made his made his bones on the Pelicans or something. You know, he just needs to be paired with like an above average point guard where he can play all the minutes together. And well, like, yeah, I mean, like James Harden was good for him, right? Yeah, because he was teaching Nick Claxton to be Clint Capella. Um, obvi- like you go to any ball centric guard, like heliocentric guard, like Luca, John Morant, any of those guys. Like if I'm Nick Claxton and his agent, I'm saying, can I get my guy to one of those places? And he slams down dunk for an entire season and then he gets a big contract but i was against trading him at the deadline because i think he has so we talk about playoff rotation like i would like a world where nick claxton's playing but if you carve up those big minutes right kevin durant and ben simmons are gonna be like your biggest players on the floor that aren't centers for the entire game and you're going to have Drummond for 20 minutes. You're going to have Aldridge for 20 minutes, if not a little bit more for both. So when's Nick Claxton going to play? I, like he, he he would only play if it was so matchup specific. And I, what's the matchup in the East where you want Nick Claxton? At this point, if you have Drummond and Aldridge, like Aldridge defensively is no good. Ultimately. Like he's fine. He's just not, he's not a positive. Drummond's a positive. I, can I say something? I've loved having Andre Drummond on this team. I I have so missed having a guy who just at least tips the ball on the like for offensive rebounds that he's just like so big mm-hmm. that B- Bruce Brown was getting rebounds last night because Drummond was like just in the way of Time Lord and Al Horford and as simple as that is and Drummond there's some negative there too like this guy this team just needed a big as we talked about hairy dude mm, very to hairy. just. Just consume space, make it really difficult for the other team to get a rebound. And with Ben Simmons is on the floor with Drummond and KD, that's the rebounding issues that this team had had, I think are going to go away pretty quickly. Okay. okay. Um, so 18 and four, I agree. We're going to keep 18 it moving. and four, Nets win the championship. <clears throat> We're going to keep it greasy, going to keep the lines of communication lubed. Next up, Cheer Boy. That's. What's up, glue guys? He says James hey. Johnson bussin' or disgusting. Have you seen that um, that TikToker? By the way, uh, our what? guy didn't want to want us to use his name. He's gonna say that at the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom? <laughs> oh, people! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> okay, what do I what do I do now? 
We can edit it out. <laughs> you got to lead with that, man. <laughs> All right, young Guapo. Like, young Guapo. Lead everyone. Everyone lead. If you don't want us to say your whole right. name. I, let's actually, do you think? Do people think that Brian goes through these emails ahead of time? No, Come that's on. not what we do here. There's literally we, hundreds of emails here. I'm just picking them random. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to do next up your boy? No, I'm just going to, we'll edit it out. I'll do a quick, okay. hey, we had to do a quick edit and I'm just doing this because the guy, Young Guapo, shout out to Young Guapo who emailed <laughs> us, you know, put, don't use my real name at the very bottom of his email. So I read his real well, name. Put his, so. put his cell phone number out yeah, there. Yeah, put, <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did give me his home address and cell phone. So anyways, thank you, Young Guapo. Here's his, here's what Young Guapo said. Um, it says, James Johnson, bussin' or disgustin'. Mike, are you familiar with this meeting? No, I don't know what the, I'm. So it's a TikToker. John Mayer concert. <laughs> so was, I'm old. <laughs> it was previously in jail, and he like had a cooking show from like jail where he would just like mix hot Fritos and Coke and like who knows what and like coffee, you know, instant coffee, and be like, it's a hot Frito milkshake in jail, whatever it is, you know, terrible yeah, food. I love it. And and then he got out, and now his show is busting or disgusting, where people. Uh, suggest ways of eating things. It'll be like, make your ramen with milk. And it'll be like, bussin' or disgusting? And he's like, no, that's disgusting. You know, or bussin' if it's good. Bussin' means that's good, fun. Mike. Bussin' means that's good. That's cool. So James Johnson, bussin' or disgusting? I know they, he puts in quotes, I think we all know what he means there, Mike. Uh, they say he adds a lot to our defense, but I cry out in agony every time he shoots a three or drives and spins in slow motion <laughs> into two defenders like he's Kyrie with a bad internet connection. Got him. Also, does whatever fake news defensive benefit he brings even matter once Ben Simmons is ramped up? Again, rampant. We're ramping everybody. IMO, this man is an absolute rotten chicken breast. Also, also I, as I type this, maybe a broader, more important question is whether the Nets can slash should abandon the we are a defensive team identity and just go back to an all-out offensive juggernaut like last year. Uh, it's a great email, young guapo, and thank you for um, for writing. Uh, I I um, what is my opinion of James Johnson at the moment? I guess like the Ben Simmons, you know, rotation element does change things for him. If Ben Simmons actually flies off this ramp um, in a in a safe and exciting way, um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? If Ben Simmons, I'm trying to think of movies that have ramps. I'm thinking of Hot Rods, the first thing that comes to my mind. Sure. Like, what movie is Ben Simmons off of a ramp? Is he Con Air landing in what's, Vegas? What's the one with Andy Samberg that, like, he's a like Hot a, Rod? That is Hot Rod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's Hot Rod, probably. Great. Um, Perfect. Can, well, so let me ask you this Whose minutes does Ben Simmons most impact? Because I, I would be like the James Johnson, Blake Griffin, sort of the the poo-poo platter of power forwards that this team has. Uh, because I think like Kyrie's still going to play the same amount of minutes. I think Drogic like is going to have a pretty defined role once he's playing. I'm assuming the vaccine mandate's going to drop soon. I mean, the mayor, Eric Adams, has basically said he's going to drop it. He's just waiting on a, f- a couple of key metrics mm. um, for the Nets to be out of the playoffs completely, and then he'll he'll drop it. And the Nets will come storming back. That's the metric he's waiting for. But I think Ben Simmons most impacts the James Johnson. I understand the James Johnson thing. You know, I don't even blame. So here's my approach. It's like, have you ever had a, you, I know you're not a dog guy, right? I, I, ha, I like dogs. I just don't have them. And uh, I hate, you, and I hate when people have dogs. them in New York City. I don't think they belong in New York. I'll say that. 
Right. That's actually a worse take than not liking dogs, is that they just don't belong. I'm, I'm just a segregationist. They don't. They can exist, but they not here. Yeah. Brian's a, Brian's a KKK for dogs. It's a. Come on. Come on now. That's too much. I know. That is too much. Apologies. Yeah. Apologies. Um, I don't blame James Johnson, Bruce Brown. I don't blame any of these sort of like the, the Kessler Edwards, David Duke Jr. I mean, you can't blame Cam Thomas because he's been really good for the team recently. But they, they've been put in this situation. They didn't think that they were going to play 30 minutes a game. They didn't. They thought signing with this team, they're going to ride the bench, maybe get in a couple of fights off the bench as like enforcer types and win a championship with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Nash has had to use James Johnson a lot. I like there's moments of James Johnson I really like. He's a good passer. He has the, the talk about the spinning in slow motion into mm. two defenders. He does have like the effort, I'm just driving to the hoop mentality, which sometimes you, this team kind of needs. Because too too many times I think role players are deferential in mm. the moment to like true, particularly when it was James Harden and everyone else. Everyone else is just standing around waiting for James Harden to do something. Yeah. And at some point, as a role player, you just have to take agency. I like James Johnson. He's not going to play in the playoffs, though. No. Like we we went through the playoff rotation. He's not playing. He wasn't even in the maybe category. That wasn't. He didn't even like no. get to the he, Nick Claxton sort of level of is he going to play? The only reason he's playing, I can't even imagine. Because again, you talk about Ben Simmons. Like I was going to say, if they need a really small ball five, but he's playing small ball five. That's Ben Simmons. There it is. There it is. Thank you, so, Young Guapo. Young Guap. Um, should we do last one or we got time? How many How many you want to do? I got three more. Well, this is from Jesse Fox. Who, this, is, this is a good one. This is who I got teed up. Yeah. You can You can do Jesse. Do I, do I, do you, do I read his byline? I mean, what you know. Yeah, sure. Right. Dox him. Read his Next email up. and everything. Next up. Cheer boy. <laughs> That's Jesse Fox. Foxy Jesse Fox. That would be the box. If you don't know, he he writes for New York Magazine. He writes about comedy as a comedy podcast. Very funny. Um, Big shout out. Big shout out. Big shout out. uh, Sorry, not next up. He writes, hey guys, first time, long time. My question is, isn't it cool, funny, good that the Nets might have a playoff roster without any medium-heighted players, just Hollies and Shorties? (laughs) I have to say it, but it almost makes you want Joe Harris to stay injured. Anyways, keep up the great work. That's a fun question. It it would be like if you had a party and, you know, there's there's 40 ounce, the 40s for beer bottles, or there's like the pony little mm, like right three ounces yeah that would be a fun party po- i would actually 40s? ponies and 40s is a good theme too for a college let's <laughs> let's get, oh my oh let's my get god a, let's get alex Sturm. like cowboys <laughs> and cowgirls let's get alex <laughs> <laughs> let's, go to Stur- let's show up that's what he wants that is alex Sturm, who we won't tell him where people where he's going to college but we've communicated him about school ponies we're, and 40s. we're all showing up yeah we're all rolling up to his dorm next year. And then you could either have, you know, a Patty Mills jersey with your ponies or, you know, an Andre Drummond with your 40. I like it. It's a fun That's party. It's a dope party. It's a great party. Um, Kessler Edwards is the, and obviously this, he's talking about Joe Harris. Yeah, I, Joe Harris isn't going to play. Uh, and Kessler, Edwards, Kessler Edwards is the only mid-range beer. He's the 16-ounce can. Yeah. He's the, and he's not playing. He's not going to play for this team. Um. 
And it's and it's funny if they do match up against the Raptors because everyone on the Raptors is a 16 ounce can. They have no 40s. They have no ponies. Just uh, just a bunch of tall boys. And uh, that's it. True. While you were there doing you that, I was trying to proofread the next yeah, I was, question. I was like, please <laughs> jump in. <laughs> please well, now, stop me from now, talking. Young, young, young Guapo's got me on, on edge here now because <laughs> now I'm expected to proofread these emails before I read them on, onto our podcast. Oh, Brian, we're over 32 minutes. Should, we, should I cut this, out this, like two minutes? <laughs> this is the last one. This is the last one. Um, next up, that's Chiboy Chimizy. Oh. He picked the longest email for the last one. I know. I'm gonna, There's I'm no way you can it. read all this. It's going to say, dear Gigi, where is the leadership? There's Ooh. a glaring, glaring lack of leadership on this team. Also, why is Nash being so quiet? This team needs someone with passion and fire. Uh, outwardly, the inward stuff is clearly not working. There's too many mercurial dudes on this team. I wonder why. Uh, By the way, Brian said inward. It sounded like you said N word. I know. Uh, not oh, blame sorry. It, Inward in, and N-word sound drastically <laughs> yeah. close this to is, each other. This is what I'm talking about, inward, inward. stuff. Um, I wonder why Nash never gets technical or at least fights his fights against the refs. <laughs> I feel like there are too many. This is funny because it is like an interesting, you know, we, we tend to identify leadership as like being a spicy a spicy boy on the sidelines. A spice lord, yeah. A spice lord. Um, a Timothy Chalamet, if you will. I mean, I don't know anything about Nash's leadership stuff. We've talked a little bit about it. It seems to be... A, um, he's a company just man. He's like a soccer no, dad. He's a, he's a company, company man <laughs> slash like, soccer he brings, dad. He brings the orange slices to practice. Everyone rallies people around. Um, and then he'll, yeah. just to just to finish it off, who is the leader of this team? I honestly wonder. The Nets have had so much turnover that I honestly wonder who is the dude. Cat, coach slash player uh, goes so far. Thank you, Jimmy Z. Uh, that was a great email. So we're talking leadership, Mike. Um, yeah. Is KD... The de facto leader in your mind, Mike? Do we need a leader? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but the thing, and and of course, I understand this question. Um, but Katie's the leader. He just hasn't been able to be the leader because he's been hurt. This team, it's, this season is so GD weird. Right? Why is it? Why is it weird, Mike? Just from <laughs> Kyrie Irving so and why not is getting it, vaccinated. Why is everyone so hesitant to say it? Just say it out loud. It feels it starts better. with that. It feels and better. Then it's when you speak truth. A tubby human being who's just mad and grumpy and distant. You know, I thought about this. This is a good. This is the way I'll finish the pod. And I don't know if everyone listens to the Bill Simmons podcast. I don't know if you, if people don't know what it is. It's Bill Simmons's podcast. Um, he had Zach Lowe on, and he had like inside information. Bill Simmons claimed he did, which I believe because he knows a lot of people. He asked. He's friends with Daryl Morey and Worldwide West and Steve Nash, so I think he knows some stuff. Um, he talked about his latest intel on why the Harden-Simmons trade happened. And he was saying Embiid was pushing for Bradley Beal. Like, he was pushing hard to get Bradley Beal. He was talking to Bradley Beal, like, behind the scenes. I mean, like, Bradley, come here, come here, come here. And then Bradley Beal gets his surgery, so that kills that. And the Wizards didn't seem like they wanted to trade Bradley Beal anyways. Simmons didn't say that, but just that was me. That was my analysis. Good so they trade for James Harden. Um, and part of why James Harden was uh, was unhappy in Brooklyn it wasn't just like the it wasn't a one thing with Kyrie, but it was like the overall Kyrie experience. And let, let's think about this, Brian. You and I, this is a thing that I know you will appreciate. Okay. Okay. So Kyrie Irving, whatever you want to say about him, he is a very 
uh, sort of socially engaged human. He cares he a lot a, about. He has a Discord. I joined his Discord last night, and it's hilarious. He has a Discord. It's full of of like teens, super stands, and they're very young. And I was in the voice chat, and it's hilarious. Super recommend. Like our like our Discord invite, his is in his Twitter bio and IG bio, I believe. I don't know. Somebody and he did. That. He's been on Twitch lately. He's been on and Twitch. He's basically. I I think it's proof positive that he's following the, our media strategy here, and he's probably listening <laughs> very closely. Um, Kyrie is a guy like you. If you ever heard him talk, like the whole flat Earth thing was really like him. He uh, like he likes to investigate things. He likes to get his own information. Unfortunately, yeah. Where and so like you know he has causes with Native American community, which is deeply held to him. With um, you know human rights, civil rights, all that stuff, right? So Kyrie cares about a lot of different things, and the world affects him. James Harden's the guy who showed up to the bubble in the uh, Blue Lives Matter mask and had no clue what it meant. Yeah. Imagine those two guys mixing in the locker room. They, it, it, it James Harden is, is a very like traditional like I play basketball, I wear nice clothes, and I eat food. I think the distillation is pretty clear. It's ball is life, ball is not life. You know that is, <laughs> that is that is how it is, and you know <laughs> I just thought of a new scary Kittle shirt of you holding up your hands like like some Buddhist type figure and one is ball is life and then you look yeah. ball is not life <laughs> right and I think you know I know where I stand on this you know ball is life where do you <laughs> oh you hear ball, ball is life <laughs> no I you know what's messed up about me is that I can compartmentalize my my life so much that when I think about mm-hmm. basketball I really convince myself that ball is life when it's really and truly not at all for me but like <laughs> but like as I do this podcast I delude myself into be like yeah ball is totally life 100 percent ball, ball yeah. life ball life <laughs> Yeah, ball not like. Meanwhile, I'm uh, like, like basically playing video games with half an eye on the Celtics game last night. <laughs> like balls, you know, balls life through and through. <laughs> so I, 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 the Bill Simmons, I, I suggest people listen to. I think it's like in the middle of him and Low in their podcast. It was on Bill Simmons' show. Uh, there was some good stuff that Bill had about the Harden trade, and also about like how James Harden won to come to Brooklyn. Brooklyn was the number one choice, and then. Bill extrapolated that, which is something that we've said on this show. Harden just got uh, like butthurt about that the team was Kevin Durant's and not his, mm. and that Harden was a bit isolated on this team. And we kind of, you and I have sussed that out as well in yeah. terms of not just reporting, but analysis and deduction. That's what we're good at. That's, uh, really- that's it. We did it. That's a pod. I think that's a pod. I think it's a great 42 pod. 42 minutes like we talked about. Come on. We wanted to 32, but we, moved, we of course, we got it to 42. This is why I, I'm, i you know, I, I understand the talent on this roster, Mike. I know what, what makes us what makes us work. So, you know, set set goals that are unrealistic and, you know. Killer comparisons, you and I to Nets players. Who who are you? Who am I? Ball is life, Mike. You already know. You already know my answer. <laughs> You're James Harden. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I am a. I'm actually not very in in a team like a situation like that. Super not leadership. You're not going to see. You're not going to see a lot of leadership qualities <laughs> from me. I am. I am. Um, I'm hard to motivate. You know, in that setting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this was at. Uh, this was the Glue Guys podcast, brought to you by the Athletic, a subsidiary of the New York Times. 
Find us on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. We got a Discord. The Discord is we haven't we it's need to popping. talk more about the Discord. It's popping. It's yeah, the best I'm, place. I'm to basically be. in there all day. So if you want just more of my shit posting, that's that's where you're gonna find it. Um and also doesn't the dirty cost stream. any money. Doesn't cost any money. Just come on right in. We're talking all day. And five stars we want and we need them. You know, we haven't done that in a while. Um we got five stars. Mike, thanks for having me, buddy. Hey, thanks for being here. Okay. Take care. <laughs>